Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, na'hamadu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'ad, uh, inshallah, today we will start our talk. Uh, we were discussing Ghazwatul Uhud. And uh, we talked about, uh, about Ghazwatul Uhud last week uh, up to the point where uh, we talked about how uh, Quraysh were trying to do different kind, kinds of political maneuvering to um, to attack the Muslimin in a different manners. And uh, they tried try to reach out to the Ansar and to take them away, uh, fighting with Rasulullah, Rasulullah to protect Rasulullah wasallam. They tried to use uh, uh, Abu Amir, one of the leaders of the of the of the uh, of the Aus uh, tribe, who was not a Muslim, even though his own son uh, Handala radiallahu an, who was also referred as Ghasilul Malaika. As we will talk about that in today's talk in Ghazwat uh, al is one of the battles in which Ghazwat al was a battle in which uh, who was the son of this uh, kafir who helped the Meccans actually he is one of those people who was inciting the Meccans to come and attack Rasulullah while his own son Handala uh, was the shaheed of Ghazwat uh, Besides that they also used even their women to uh, in, uh, to to uh, more of a motivation for the motivation purposes uh, among the the mushrikeen of uh, of the Mecca, and uh, uh, this is where we stopped last week. So since we have all, I already kind of referred to the topic of Handallah an, I just want to remind uh, before we even discuss the talk uh, the incident of Handallah how he was martyred. Uh, there is another aspect in this whole battle and in the Ghazwatul Badr and later on we'll see that was very clear among the Muslims. And this uh, this point we should as Muslims also remember all the time. As Allah Azza wa Jal talks about this in Surah At-Tawbah. Ba'a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tattakhidhu aba'akum wa ikhwanukum awliyaa. The meaning of the ayah is, O you who believe, do not take your fathers or your brothers as allies if they have preferred disbelief or kufr over, uh, over the iman. And whoever, whoever does, so, uh, does so among you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, then it is those who are wrongdoers, who are oppressors, who are dhalimun. Uh, and the following ayah, Allah Azza wa Jal uh, talks about the very similar idea when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Qul in kana abaukum wa abnaukum wa ikhwanukum wa azwajukum wa ashiratukum wa amwalun niktaraftumuha wa tijaratun taqshuna kasadha wa masakinu tardounha ahabba ilaykum min Allahi wa Rasulih wa jihadi fi sabilih hatta yati Allahu bi amrih wallahu la yahdil qawm al fasiqin." In this, Allah, in this ayah, Allah Azza wa Jal in Surah Tawbah is mentioning, telling to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Say, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if, you, you, if your fathers, your uh, abna'ukum, your, your children, your, your, your sons, your brothers, your wives, your uh, tribes, عَشِيرَةٌ وَمَالَمْ نَقْتَرَفْتَ and the wealth 
that you have what ijaruz dakhshawnaha that you have fear that you may you lose it dakhshawna kasadaha wa masakin tardawnaha and the houses that you live in ahabba ilaykum min allahi wa rasuli if they are more beloved for you than allah and his messenger wa jihad fi sabilih and in the fight and the fighting the in the path of allah azza wa jal fa tarabbasu hatta yati allah bi amri then wait for the decree the wait for the punishment from allah azza wa jal wallahu la yahdi alqaum alfasiqin allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do not guide the fasiqin the wrongdoers uh, the disobedient people so uh, the, the reason i am bringing these ayat beginning before even i go into the detail of ghazwatul ahad is so we have a a uh, point to understand here that rasulullah that the how the muslims are supposed to look at life in general and how they are supposed to look at the relationships in the life uh, in their lives and that, that part of the relationship is uh, your brothers your, your your fathers your all these things which are mentioned in this uh, in this ayat they are uh, in many cases they are obligations on us to take care of our fathers which is parents your uh, your brothers your children your wives your your tribe your your wealth you have to work for the wealth and the house you live in all these things are in reality is the life of uh, of a person that he can have in this dunya and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying combining them all together if they are more beloved to you than allah and his messenger fighting in the path of allah then uh, wait for the punishment from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this is the way we should look at it and this is what we see uh, in this battle in the ghazwatul uhad that uh, sahaba uh, they, the father was against the, the son or son was against the father because of the the concept they understood very clearly they preferred iman over kufr simple as that so inshallah when we when we go through the uh, the the ghazwatul uhad we should remember the, the these uh, these ayat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned surah tawba also so now when uh, uh, the the both the armies when they were approaching closer to each other in ghazwatul uhad so the in general they used to have as i discussed last week that uh, about the flag bearers to talha bin abi talha was the flag bearer or standard bearer for the for the kuffar and we talked about that in among the quraish uh, dar abdul uh, the uh, abdul abdul dar uh, which is uh, the, the family of bani banu abdul dar uh, was the family in the among the quraish who were the standard bearer meaning that they are the one who used to carry the flags for any kind of a bell and abu sufyan was uh, kind of uh, inciting some sort of uh, motivation among the people and he even said to banu banu abdul dar that if you are not capable somebody else will do it and that was more of a bring kind of a, he was uh, hurting their uh, their honor by by saying these things and that motivated that family more and uh, so this time uh, talha bin uh, abi talha uh, he is the one who was uh, bearing the flag or the standard and uh, he was a very distinguished fighter even uh, he was a fighter even among the muslims he used to be referred as the ram of the battalion so as a, uh, as a big fighter and when he came out to call for a duel a single combat uh, the the, muslim, the even among the muslims they were trying to stay away from uh, fighting uh, fighting him but uh, zubair bin awam he's the one who came out and even though he was famous fighter and all those things zubair bin awwan was also a very strong uh, uh, person, uh, personality and he was a strong fighter and uh, he 
came out and uh, with one strike actually he killed uh, the Talha bin Abi, uh, Abi Talha. Now uh, the way it normally worked used to work was if one person is down, the one who was carrying the bear, the standard uh, or the flag, the, somebody else within the uh, within the line or in the, the family would take uh, uh, take the flag. So by the way, when uh, Zubair killed uh, Talha bin Abi Talha. Rasulullah uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to him as every prophet has a hawari and Az-Zubair is the hawari of mine. Hawari is normally referred to as, uh, if you want to roughly translate into English, uh, you may find lots of different words, if one call it disciple, like, like Isa alayhi salatu wa salam, he had hawariyun, his disciples. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to Zubair as the disciple of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So uh, after that, uh, after uh, Talha bin Abi Talha was, was killed, uh, one after another, uh, the people from the Quraysh, from uh, Banu Abdaddar, they were start carrying the flags. That included multiple of his own brothers. Uh, so after his death, Talha bin Abi Talha bin Abdaddar, after his death, his brother Uthman, he's the one who came and he took over. And Talha, this Uthman, was killed by Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib. And after that, a couple of other brothers and his sons, and back to back, there were about 10 of their fag bearers were killed. And uh, and at the end, actually, when the, the one of their one of their uh, uh, slaves, he is the one who got up and he took the flag and even he, he fought until uh, whatever he could have done, and he was also killed. Now, uh, if you remember last week, we talked about uh, Abu Dujana as well. So Abu Dujana, radiyallahu an, he was the one Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Uh, gave the gave his uh, sword, and uh, and he asked very clearly that he said he will give the sword to the one who will pay the price for the sword, as we talked about last week. Now, when uh, Abu Dujana and he put down his red bandana on his forehead and the, the way he walked in a in a proud manner, and Rasulullah mentioned about that walk as that walk is not allowed except in this situation because this is a situation he was uh, walking. Uh, to put the fear in the hearts of uh, of the enemies, and uh, uh, this is how he walked. Now, when Abu Dujana, Dujana was given this, Zubair bin Awam says about this. He said, "I felt angry and discouraged when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam refused to give me the sword, but gave it to Abu Dujana." Look, this is not uh, we're not discussing here uh, hasad or anything here or, or hatred in the sense of he's hating Abu Dujana or this it's more of a they, they, to fight in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal they wanted to be the one to be in the forefront and uh, take the pride in fighting with the sword of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so he said I said to myself Abu Zubair said I am his paternal cousin because he was the son of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's aunt Sophia so the cousin of his, uh, uh, so he was his cousin, and uh, 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 and he was Qurayshi. Uh, uh, Besides, I was the first who demanded it. This is what Zubair is saying. And yet he favored me, him to me by Allah. I will watch him how he will use it. So I followed him. 
I saw him take out his red band or bandana around his head and wear it around his head, seeing him like that. The, the Ansar said Abu Dujana had worn the band of death. Then he sat out saying loudly, and he was saying some ashad. The translation was, I am the one whom my, my intimate friends made covenant with when we were under the palm trees on the mountainside. Uh, and the covenant that he, uh, uh, we made was that I should not fight uh, at the rear, run, run, run away, but fight at the front heroically with the sword of Rasulullah wasallam. Now, Abu Dujana, when he was fighting, and he was a fierce fighter, and whoever came on in his way, he, he was killed by Abu Dujana. And he continued to fight uh, uh, and killing people until he was about to kill a fighter from the, uh, from the, from the Quraysh. And uh, he stopped his sword because he heard the voice of a woman, and that was Hind. And Hind, as we talked about, she was the leader of the women. And uh, when he heard the voice of the woman, he stopped and he said, uh, I respect the Prophet's sword too much to use it on a woman. And that woman was Hind bin Utbah. And uh, Zubair was, uh, when he was watching, because he was following him, figuring out what's going on here, whatever Abu Dujana was saying, he was looking. Uh, so uh, uh, this is how uh, uh, the, uh, Abu Dujana stopped killing the hand at that time. And uh, Hamza, uh, while he was uh, looking for Abu Dujana also, he, was, he displayed uh, a gallant way of fighting, and he was, he was continuously fighting the Kuffar as well. Now... Uh, another incident that happened in Ghazwatul Ahad while this, all these fights were happening that uh, Hamza radiallahu an, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was, uh, he was martyred by Wahshi Wahshi he was a freed uh, slave of uh, Jubair bin Mut'am and uh, he himself mentions his story because uh, Wahshi, uh, Wahshi bin Harb he became a Muslim later on and uh, he mentioned in one of the hadith, he says that I was a slave working uh, for Jubair bin Mut'am. Uh, and who's uh, Jubair's uh, paternal uncle, uh, Tu'ima bin Adi, was injured at Badr. So when uh, Quraysh marched to Uhud, Jubair said, If you kill Hamza, the uncle of Rasulullah wasallam, then you will be free. Now, so uh, Wahshi he marched to Uhud. And now when he's going towards Uhud, his only goal or purpose of fighting was to kill Hamza, to get himself free because he was a slave. And that was the price for him to be slave, to, to be freed if he killed Hamza. So he said, he mentions, that I set out seeking Hamza. I saw him amongst the people fighting. And he was like a white and black striped camel, uh, striking severely with his sword and no one could stand on his way. By Allah, when I was getting ready and trying to seize the fit opportunity to spear him. So remember, uh, Wahshi was one of, the, uh, one of the experts in spear throwing. And this is one of the art that uh, the people from Habasha, because he was from Habasha, uh, he had and he was an expert in this field of throwing the spear. So while he was uh, hiding and he had the, the chance to, uh, to, to throw the spear at Hamza, so uh, and he was sitting, hiding behind a tree and a rock. Uh, uh, at that moment, uh, he said, I caught sight of uh, uh, Sibab bin Abdul Uzza. So going closer towards him was Hamza. When Hamza observed him, he said, come on, 
son of, and he called him uh, a, a son of a woman who does the circumcision, circumcision for the women. And uh, so basically he, uh, uh, he made him more angry for his mother, you, uh, because his mother used to circumcise the women. Now this is uh, one of the things they used to have uh, among the Arabs at that time. Then he struck one strong stroke and, uh, and, 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 and that could hardly miss his head. So Wahshi, then uh, uh, he took the spear and he threw the spear at Hamza. And uh, that spear basically uh, uh, that, that uh, went into the, below the, the navel of, uh, of Hamza and uh, came out from the other end and Hamza was uh, killed. Even though Hamza was trying to get up, but Hamza was killed. Now, uh, was martyred. Now, when Hamza was martyred, Hawashi is saying that that was my sole purpose of fighting. When he was able to uh, to kill Hamza, right away he went back to Mecca and uh, asked for his freedom, he became free. Now, another reports talk about that, <clears throat> about the Wahshi, that uh, he was, after Rasulullah came to Mecca later on, he was uh, hiding, and later on he was told that if you go and become a Muslim, then Rasulullah let, let you go. And uh, he went behind Rasulullah and he, uh, he became a Muslim and he was talking to him from the behind and then he became a Muslim. And Rasulullah asked him and he asked him about how he killed Wahshi and then Rasulullah told him, okay, from now on don't show me your face because of it was reminding him of the uncle of Rasulullah but he became a Muslim. And in the time of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, he was a part of the, uh, of the battle that was against Musaylama Kadhaab. And uh, Wahshi went there and he used the same spear that he used for uh, to, to use against Hamza radiallahu an. And over there, he threw the spear at Musaylama that struck him. But at the same time, there was another person who uh, put the, uh, killed the, uh, used the sword to attack uh, Musaylama. But could not tell who really killed. But Musaylama used to say that uh, if he is the one who, who killed him, then he was the cause of killing the best of the people after Rasulullah meaning Hamza radiallahu an, and the Sharrun Nas, the worst of the people, which was Musaylama Kadhab. So he, he, and he used to say that if he is the one who killed Musaylama, then he hoped that he has done the kafara of killing Hamza radiallahu an. Okay. Now, even though Hamza radiallahu an, one of the, uh, the fierce fighter on the side of, on the side of the Muslimin, uh, he was martyred, but that did not uh, did not bring down the morals of the Muslims. Muslims continue to uh, Muslim, Muslims continue to fight, and uh, 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 the fight was going in the favor of uh, uh, of the Muslims in general. And the people who were uh, who were uh, who were fighting and uh, they were in the forefront included uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiAllahu Umar bin Khattab, Ali, Zubair, uh, Musa ibn Umar, Talha ibn Ubaidullah. Uh, Abdullah bin Jahash, Saad bin Abi Waqas, and Anas bin Nadab, and others. These were the ones, uh, there are some of the very famous stories about them, and I will touch some of them. Now, uh, another story, the, the, the famous uh, or uh, important to mention here, was the story of Handala radiallahu an. Handala, he was the son of Abu Amr. As I, in the beginning of the talk, I mentioned, he was the son of Abu Amr, the one who went to Quraysh to 
motivate them to fight against Rasulullah Sallallahu and brought them for Ghazwatul Uhud. Uh, and Rasulullah Sallallahu even though he was famous to be as a monk, but Rasulullah gave him the title of Al-Fasiq. Uh, and he is, uh, and so he was the son of this person. So you can see a real contrast between a person like Hanzara, who was a Muslim, and uh, his father, who was uh, uh, not only a kafir, rather the one who was motivating the others to fight against Rasulullah uh, Having said that, Hanzala was uh, a newlywed, and one of the reports talk about that, that was his first night with his wife. And uh, he was married to Jamila, uh, and, uh, who was a sister of uh, Abdullah bin Ubayy bin Salul. Now, the, the head of the Munafiqeen, she was a Muslimah. Now, uh, uh, she was the first night, he was married, and uh, uh, the report came about Rasulullah Sallallahu was calling for, uh, for jihad in the Ghazwatul Uhud, and the uh, Sahaba were go, um, going towards the Uhud. And he was in the state of impurity, because he just slept with his wife, and he has not taken the shower uh, or the ghusl, and he went to fight, and uh, he went there, and he fought, and he became a shaheed. Now, there are a couple of things to remember here. Uh, by the way, when, before he became Shaheed, uh, there's a, a story mentioned about uh, Jamila, that she saw uh, a dream. And the interpretation of the dream was that uh, Handala will become a Shaheed. Now, so that she already saw the dream. And when Handala was going uh, to Ghazbatul Uhud, and this is like first night. So she knew that he will become a shaheed uh, from at least the dream that, she, that this is the feeling she had. So what did, he, what did she do? She, uh, she got four witnesses to make sure everybody knows that she got married and uh, she had, uh, uh, she the marriage was consummated. And as a matter of fact, they did have a son uh, um, uh, after Handala passed away, she, she gave birth to the son of Handala. Uh, so she got the witnesses to make sure that there will be no confusion about that, that uh, the, the father is Handala. Second, she did not become a barrier on the way to stop Handala, even though that was his first night or recently got married, but she did not uh, stop him. On the other hand, we find Handala he was very eager to go and to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and no worldly joy stopped him to fulfill the commands of Allah, the command of Allah Azza wa Jal to fulfill the, uh, the obligation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on it. So th th these are the things that we should remember uh, from these kind of incidents that we hear. So th these things will not become uh, the matter of stopping us to fulfill the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though the, 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 the dunya attracts us in many different directions. Sometimes it could be the family members, could be wealth, could be health, or could be any of those things. But we should always remember that the wajah Allah or the, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, should always be the higher precedence. And even though his own father was, uh, was one of the, the mushrikeen, one of the kuffar who was siding with the Quraysh 
he was recently got married and he went out to fight along with Rasulullah sallallahu to, uh, to to do the job that Ansar promised to, uh, to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that which was defending Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam okay now uh, after that uh, as we discussed another aspect of this war was Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam stationed 50 archers uh, and he told them and that was uh, headed by that was headed by Abdullah bin Jubair radiallahu anh. and uh, his, his instructions were no matter what happens whichever direction that you see the fight is going you will not uh, leave your spot that Rasulullah made them station even if you see them Muslims have won the war uh, don't, don't leave your spot until you get the instructions for Rasulullah or you see Muslims have lost the battle and even the birds are eating uh, from, from their dead bodies. Don't leave the spot until he, they, they've been ordered to do so. So they were fiercely fighting there. And uh, uh, then Khalid bin Walid, radiallahu an, who was not a Muslim at that time, and he was supported by Abu Amr al-Fasiq, the, fa- the father of Hanvala. Uh, they attacked the Muslims from the back and they actually attacked three times. And uh, these archers were able to defend them and they continue to defend, uh, defend, the, uh, defend the Muslims. Now Ibn Ishaq, Ishaq says uh, that uh, uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa sent down his help unto the Muslims and verified his promise to them. And they chased the idolaters. So the fight went into the direction of the Muslims. Muslims basically won uh, as a, a, until at that time. They chased the idolaters and evacuated them from the camp uh, and they were running away. And some of the uh, reports on hadith discussed like this, that there were women were running, and they, when they were running, they were holding the garments up, and their legs were showing, and anklets and all those things were showing, and they were running away. Now, what happened after that was there was a mistake done by these archers. So when, when they saw the Muslims were gathering the spoil of war, or Malaghanima. So 40 of the 50 archers, they, they went ahead and they started gathering the, uh, the gathering the spoil of war. And Abdullah bin Jubair, the one who was, uh, Rasulullah made the, the leader for that specific, uh, you want to call him battalion or the group of 50 people, he was warning that those 40 archers and he told them that don't leave that spot. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam have ordered not to, but forty of them left. Only nine left along with Abdullah, and they were there. But Khalid bin Walid, with uh, all his uh, military uh, know-how, he was looking for these kind, this kind of opportunity, and and he came back again from the rear, and that was from the behind of the Muslimin now. So there were only 10 people left and he, uh, he came and he attacked Abdullah bin Jubair uh, and, and the rest of the nine, uh, nine more people along with him, altogether 10. And he was able to overcome and now the Muslims were kind of got stuck and trapped between the, between the, 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 between the army from both sides, from the front and from the back. So that's a very problematic situations, situation the Muslims got in. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was at that time with a small group of fighters. 
uh, and there were nine in a number, uh, and out of those nine, seven were from the Ansar and two were from the Muhajirin. And now Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was had uh, had only uh, two options at this point because he, he was with uh, along with uh, along with those uh, nine people, and uh, he was very close to uh, the side of uh, Khalid. So he had only two options. One was either he flee for his life and abandon his army because now they were kind of a crush between the uh, both sides and there was a lot of chaos was happening. And, uh, uh, and Rasulullah Sallallahu either could have run away or he could have risked his life and try to gather the Muslims back again and fight the kuffar. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took the second stance. He did not try to escape and save his life. Rather, he started calling the Muslims because uh, he, call, uh, he started calling the Muslims, uh, he, say, he says, uh, slaves of Allah, uh, uh, come towards me. And now the Muslims, uh, of course, so Allah raised the voice. But at the same time, when he's calling the Muslims towards him, the kuffar also heard the voice of Rasulullah and they recognized. They recognized the voice of Rasulullah Now they knew where they have to go and attack. So they found there uh, for them that was the target that they were they were there for. Now uh, at that time, uh, so the, the the first group of among the Muslims were those who were only uh, interested in uh, in themselves, and they they, they kind of a uh, they, they they kind of get confused, and they they fled towards Medina. Okay, they left the battlefield. There was a group of Muslims among them who left the battlefield. Now, the second group was who returned to the battlefield, but they had, but mixed with idolaters because they, the, the armies were attacking from both sides so uh, of the kuffar. So they got kind of mixed up and now they could not even distinguish who's fighting who. And some of the Muslims actually were mistakenly killed by the Muslims. And... Uh, one of the reports that talk about uh, the, the father of Hudayfa bin Yaman, uh, Al-Yaman. So he was also trapped in the similar situation. And uh, Hudayfa saw that the Muslims are about to kill Hudayfa, uh, his father Al-Yaman. So he started saying, oh, oh servants of Allah, beware, this is my father. This is my father. He's continued saying that. Uh, and the Muslims did not hear that, or they could not see it, and at the end, by mistake, they killed Hudayfa's father, Al-Yaman. And Hudayfa said, may Allah forgive you. And uh, Allah said, by Allah, from that time on, Hudayfa has always been blessed and wealthy till he died. He was offered to take the blood money, because if somebody is Muslim is killed by, by mistake, then uh, he, he can be given uh, blood money, but he, he, he refused to take the blood money from, from the Muslims about that. Now, so this uh, whole situation created a lot of confusion among the Muslims. And uh, so the, the, this group of Muslims suffered from great uh, uh, disorder. A lot of them got lost and did not know where to go. At this uh, situation, they heard someone calling the Muhammad Iskil, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So they heard this voice that somebody said Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been killed. Now this brought down the morals of the Muslims uh, uh, big time. Some of them actually stopped fighting. 
and they put the, their weapons down and uh, and uh, and they were saying basically if uh, Rasulullah is not there what are we going to do now and others uh, start thinking of that we should get in touch with Abdullah bin Ubay the head of the hypocrites and seeking his assistance so so they, uh, they they will get some security or some sort of a security pledge from Abu Sufyan now while all this was going on there are some of the very heroic uh, actions done by uh, the Muslimin, and that actually brought the morals of the Muslims back. Uh, besides them and the actions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, one of them was Anas bin Nadir, radiyallahu an. So he passed by the people, and uh, he uh, uh, he was figuring, asking what, what the panic was about, and then he said, "What are you waiting for?" They said, "Rasulullah sallallahu has been killed." So he said, what, what do you live for after Muhammad Sallallahu uh, Come on and die for what Rasulullah Sallallahu has died for. Then he said, Oh Allah, I apologize for those, for, for these people that the Muslims have, uh, who have done, and I swear this avowal of what the idolaters have uh, perpetrated. Then he moved uh, on till he, he was encountered by Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, who asked him, where, where are you going, uh, Abu, Abu Umar? And uh, Anas replied, uh, how fine the scent of the paradise is. I smelt it here, here in Uhud. And he went towards Uhud and he started fighting and continued to fight until he was, uh, he was martyred. Another Sahabi who was uh, Thabit bin Ad-Dahdah, uh, he, when he found out about this, he told his, uh, uh, towards Ansar basically, he said, Ya Ma'ashir al-Ansar, in kana Muhammad qad qutila, fa inna Allah hayyu, la yamut. He said to the uh, Ansar, if Muhammad Sassam was killed, Allah is everlasting, and he never dies. So he said, qatilu ala deenikum, fight in defense of your, uh, of your deen. Allah will help you, and so you will be victorious. And a, gr- a group of Ansar joined him and set out and attacked the battalion of Khalid. Uh, and he, they kept fighting and, uh, until he was killed by one of the spears of the Khalid. Uh, and the rest of them were... Uh, and when I'm saying the killed, I'm talking... I, obviously, I meant they were shuhada, they were martyred. Uh, now, and, uh, when, and then an immigrant passed by, by the Ansar, uh, who was... Uh, who, who was with blood all, all over him. I say, uh, have you heard of Muhammad Sallallahu uh, murder? The Ansar said, if Muhammad were, were killed, then he must have completed the, the, the delivery of the message. So fight in defense of your, of your deen. So this was, this kind of a boldness, this kind of a encouragement among the, the Muslimin that actually uh, uh, lift the, the, the morals of the Muslims up and even the some of the Muslims who had some Thought came to their mind, uh, let's go get the help from uh, Abdullah bin Ubayd, the, the head of the hypocrites. He may be able to uh, strike uh, uh, some sort of a deal with uh, Abu Sufyan and they may be able to save their lives. But that actually uh, brought their morals up and the Muslims were back on, on the track. Now the third group of Muslims were those who cared for nothing except the, the Rasulullah And that was headed by, uh, by some very... Uh, big Sahaba, including Abu Bakr, Umar, Ali, uh, uh, and some other Sahaba, Radwanullah alayhim. Uh, and they, 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 they hastened to figure out uh, where Rasulullah sallallahu was and they can protect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Now, on the other side, 
those nine sahaba who were along with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as i mentioned seven of the seven of them were ansar and uh, two were muhajirin out of those seven uh, the ansar they continued to uh, protect Rasulullah sallallahu and one by one all those seven ansar they they were martyred and uh, after that the only two people who were uh, along with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam left was Talha, Talha bin Ubaidullah and Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas and many of the sahaba later on they used to say how Talha bin Ubaidullah fought the Uhud was the day of Talha bin Ubaidullah and uh, uh, Talha and uh, uh, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas they continued to to defend Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, that was one of the most difficult times the most dangerous time on the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at the same time there was a great opportunity for the mushrikeen to to kill Rasulullah sallallahu now while uh, they were attacking one of the people who attacked Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the brother of uh, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas who was defending Rasulullah sallam there now and that brother, his name was Utbah bin Abi Waqqas. And he pelted stones at Rasulullah And one of the stones fell on his face. And his lower incisor, which is Rubaiyah, the, the, the tooth that is between the canine and the front, front tooth was injured. And his lip was wounded. And he was, uh, he was attacked by Abdullah bin Shihab al-Zuhri, uh, who uh, cleaved his forehead. So now, uh, Abdullah bin Qamiyah, uh, who was an uh, who was a strong horseman, and he struck Rasulullah sallam uh, on his shoulder, uh, but Rasulullah with a sword on his shoulder. But Rasulullah sallam was wearing the armor uh, because of which it did not go through it. But he was still his shoulder was hurt, and uh, uh, but he also got a, a blow on his cheek. Um, and, and the, the story mentions that it was so strong that two rings of his iron ring helmet uh, penetrated into his, uh, into his cheek. And uh, uh, Ibn Qamiya said that take this stroke for me and I am Ibn Qamiya. And he said while striking Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Aqmaq uh, Allah, which means that uh, uh, I implore Allah to humiliate you. Uh, while Rasulullah was bleeding. Uh, and Rasulullah said at that time, uh, I wonder how can people who cut the face of the Prophet وسلم, and uh, break the incisor of his, he who calls them to worship Allah, how can such people thrive or be successful? And about this, Allah Azza wa Jal uh, mentions what uh, Ali Imran, لَيْسَ لَكَ مِنَ الْأَمْرِ شَيْءٍ Not for you, Muhammad وسلم, is the decision. Whether he turns his, uh, in mercy to, uh, to, to, uh, to pardon them or punishes them. Verily, they are, they are the, Dalim, they are the Dalimun, uh, these mushrikeen, the disobedient ones. Now, there are many ahadith mentioned about this specific incident. And uh, At-Tabrani mentioned that Rasulullah said that Allah's wrath is great, great on those who besmear uh, the, the face of his messenger. Uh, observed silence for, for a short while and then resumed saying, O oh Allah, forgive my people for they have no knowledge. Uh, this is mentioned by Sahih Muslim. Uh, and my Lord, forgive my people for they have no knowledge. O oh Allah, uh, guide my people 
for they have no, no knowledge. So this is, uh, uh, it is quite uh, certain that the killing of Rasulullah was, <coughs> was their primary aim. But uh, the, 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 the two the, 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 the two Qurayshis, which is Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas and Talha bin Ubaidullah, uh, they, they, they showed great courage and they continued to fight and defend Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, Rasulullah sallallahu wa was continuously giving his, uh, 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 giving his uh, arrows to Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas and uh, he told him to uh, shoot these arrows and he said a specific sentence as uh, some of the reports talk about that he has only said that to Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, and he said, May my father and my father, uh, mother be sacrificed for you. Uh, 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 so the Rasulullah had never said this about, uh, except for Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. So that was one of the privileges of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. Now, uh, in a version by Jabir, it says that, reported uh, uh, by Nasai, concerning the attitude of Talha bin Ubaidullah towards the gathering of idolaters around Rasulullah. When there were only some helpers with him, Jabir said, when the, when the Mushrikeen reached him, Rasulullah said, who will suffice us their evil? Meaning, who will protect us? Who will fight back? Talha said, I will. Then Jabir mentioned the advance of the helpers of Ansar to fight and how they were killed one after another. Uh, uh, in a similar way, the Muslims uh, report that whenever, when and all the helpers were killed, Talha proceeded forward to fight as much as other, uh, ele- uh, uh, other ones did till his hand was hurt and his fingers were cut off. So he said, be, be they cut, cut off. Rasulullah said, if you had it said, in the name of Allah, the angels would have raised you up before the people, uh, people's very eyes. Then he said, Allah drove the mushrikeen off them. Um, and in another version, Qais bin Hazim, uh, he says, I saw that hand of Talha paralyzed. That was because of the protecting Rasulullah in Ghazwatul Ahad. So these are some of the uh, important events uh, that that happened while they were defending Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, uh, uh, Abu Abu Dawood uh, uh, mentions on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha. Whenever Ahad day was mentioned, Abu Bakr used to say that was the day of Talha or Talha's day. Uh, and Abu Bakr recited a verse of poetry about him, O Talha bin Ubaidullah, paradise is due uh, to, uh, to you as water springs and due to there to uh, drink out of. Uh, at the awkward and most delicate circumstances, Allah, uh, glory is to him, send down his invisible help in the version of Sa'ad. Uh, clear, cleared and authorized in the Sahih Bukhari uh, and, and Muslim. And he said, I saw Rasulullah on Ahad day, with two men dressed in uh, in white, defending him fiercely. I have never seen similar to them, neither before Uhud nor after. In another version, uh, he means to say that they were uh, Jibreel and Mikhail. So they were, besides them, they saw even the Malaika came down and who were protecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> now, another... Uh, so I'm gonna. Uh, I will not go into the detail of all uh, all the stories that uh, or incident that happened in Uhud, but as I mentioned, some of the important ones. Uh, Musab ibn Umar and the other Sahaba when they reached to Rasulullah while they were defending. So now Musab was uh, was the, the the flag bearer, and he was fighting. And uh, Ibn Qamiyah is the one. He actually reached out to him and. Uh, 
uh, when while he was carrying the 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 flag, and, and while uh, while they were fighting, he cut off uh, his hand was cut off. He grabbed the, uh, the the standard from the left hand then, and then left the left hand was also cut off. Then he knelt down and uh, he held that flag, whatever was left between the chest, whatever the parts of the hands were left between the chest, and he held on to it. But Ibn Qamiya, he killed uh, um, or martyred Musa'ab ibn Umair in that situation. Musa'ab ibn Umair, radiallahu an, he was, uh, he had a lot of resemblance to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he killed Musa'ab, he was under the impression. Uh, he was under the impression as if he killed Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and that's why he raised this uh, uh, his voice that he has killed Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In reality, it was actually Musab radiallahu an who was uh, martyred by Ibn Qamiyyah and Rasulullah sallallahu gave the flag to Ali after uh, Musab was martyred. So I'm just going to take a pause about Musab. Uh, and inshallah we'll stop here and we'll continue uh, uh, next week. Musab radiallahu an, we have talked many many times that he had everything a person can think of while he was not a Muslim, he was a Catholic. And when he became a Muslim, he ended up giving up everything for the sake of Islam, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. And when he was martyred in Ghazwatul Uhad, and uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was burying him, a sahaba came and they, they mentioned to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said that uh, when, uh, when they were covering Musab's body, because a shaheed, when you bury him, you bury him in the clothes that he was in. So the clothes he had, and they tried to cover, cover him with, the, uh, with that the material, when they were covering his face, his head, legs were showing. When they were covering his legs, uh, feet, his uh, head was showing. So uh, Rasulullah commanded them to cover his face with the with the clothes he was wearing and put some bushes and cover his uh, feet with that. And uh, about that, uh, to rem- the thing to remember is, if we think of uh, the success in this dunya, is just the worldly goods that you can achieve, whether it's health, whether it's wealth, whether it's your education or the degrees that you can get, uh, millions or billions of dollars you can gather, all those things. If you think from that perspective that that's dunya, or to have children, to have wife, uh, and things like that, that's your real purpose of life, or that's what you can get from dunya, from that perspective you feel like as if Musab lost everything. But in reality, we know that he was the one of the most successful people. Uh, on the face of the earth, and uh, he was uh, he was a martyr. He, he because of his work, one uh, because Rasulullah Sallam sent him from Mecca to Medina to do the dawah, and uh, the Medina became the people who gave the bayat to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Medina became the place where Rasulullah Sallam established the deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Islam spread from there on until today is spreading. And uh, now today we see over uh, 1.5, about 2 billion Muslims uh, on the face of the earth. That was started by people like Musab ibn Umar. Of course, of the, the other Sahaba as well, and Rasulullah But Musab had a, a, a big role that he played. Now, the, the, the way he passed away, if we, if we look at his life from the dunya perspective, he lost everything. But in reality, we know that he was one of the most successful people. 
uh, and inshallah he will be uh, he's in jannah and uh, uh, he uh, we will have the company of uh, of anbiya and shuhada and siddiqeen and salihin uh, so uh, this is the way we will look at it now uh, i want to uh, take it back uh, i forgot to mention about uh, hanzal radiyallahu anhu so when he passed away when he was martyred uh, and uh, when his body was uh, rasulullah sallallahu mentioned about hanzal he said he saw the malaika uh, uh, washing his body because another part about the about the martyr or the shaheed is his uh, his body is not washed but while hanzala his body was washed by the malaika and uh, when this body was brought in front of rasulullah sallam and was seen his, uh, his it was dripping with water so he asked go find out what's the deal with him and uh, from from his wife so when they went back to her uh, asking about what happened, what, uh, what was the situation of Handala when he left? She mentioned because he left in the state of pu- uh, impurity, and Malaika actually gave the ghusl uh, because he was in the state of impurity when he passed, uh, when he when he was martyred, uh, and uh, this is why he was referred as Ghasilul Malaika or the one who was bathed by the Malaika. Uh, so inshallah uh, because of the time uh, I'm going to stop here today uh, and inshallah we'll continue from here after uh, the after the martyrdom of uh, Mus'ab ibn Umar radiyallahu an and uh, if there is any uh, questions or uh, comments about the subject that's covered inshallah I'll try to answer uh, thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events Islamic guidance Quran tafsir and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in